This morning, we continue with our Genesis series. So, we're tracking also in Manila, albeit it's late. But anytime we read the gospel, anytime we read the Bible, there is always something to be learned. Last week, the message was God. Stand in awe of Him. And I shared with you that we will, through the book of Genesis, discuss four great events. The creation, the fall of man, the flood, the nations. And we will also discuss four great people. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. And maybe this could be a good memory verse because it's only one short verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Can we read that? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So who created everything? God. Now, who is this God? How does He introduce Himself? The word God, the name God, Elohim. El meaning eternal, almighty, sovereign, omnipotent, omnipresent, good, etc., etc. Anytime you hear or you read a name added the I am, it also means plural. So Elohim is God in the plural form. There are many names for God from the stream of El, El Shaddai, El Gibor. You have so many. On You have other names, Adonai. You have other names, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Shalom. Oh, yeah. Ano no ganisa? Ano, sorry. <laughs> there are many names. But in the very first book of the Bible, the very first chapter, the very first verse, he introduces himself as God Almighty. And it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created. And that word created means ex nihilo. Created out of nothing. Those of you who like to cook, those of you who like to bake, you have ingredients, then you can make something. Those of you who like to build cars, you build them out of what? Out of parts. But God, Elohim, created ex nihilo, created everything out of nothing. Look at this picture. It's not going to be as clear, I would assume. But it, what is that a picture of? The universe, the galaxy. And look at what Psalm 19 verse 1 says. The heavens are telling of the glory of God and their expanse is declaring the work of His hands. It's like it's an announcement. When you see this, who made it? But not many people believe that. God is telling us, He's introducing Himself to us through what He has created. When you see something, when you see a watch, what do you do? Anong brand? What's the brand? Is it automatic? Is it quartz? Is it made in Thailand? Where you're winding it and... 
because you thought it was a Rolex, but you look deeper. Oh, Bolex. Wrong. You see, you want to see where it is made. Because we understand that something does not come out of nothing. In our finite mind, we believe that something has to be made. Except when it comes to God. When, except when it comes to Elohim, who created everything out of nothing. You want me to show you I can make you disappear? Oh, yes? Are you ready? Ready? One, two, three. I just close my eyes, you all disappear. You're there. You are created. God created us. The problem is the world, our children, we are being bombarded with all kinds of theories. Theories are just suppositions. They are not laws. The law of gravity. Do you believe in the law of gravity? If I jump, what will happen to me? I will not fall. I'll just up. I'll just jump up. Oh. I will come back. Why? There is a law. It is called gravity. What goes up must come down. Let me prove it. That is the law of gravity. Thank you. Now, a theory, a theory is not a law. A theory is just an assumption. It is just a supposition. So it is not 100% accurate 100% of the time. That's why true science is observable, demonstrable, and repeatable. If the scientists will say we are able to produce life, then it must be observable, demonstrable, and repeatable. You can do it over and over again perfectly and exactly. And true science does not contradict nor does it conflict with what the Bible is teaching us. And many people are afraid of the truth of the Bible. Let me show you what Hitler, Adolf Hitler said about biological evolution versus the Bible. Hitler stressed and singled out the idea of biological evolution as the most forceful weapon against what? Traditional religion. Traditional religion teaches us that there is a creator God. God stands in awe of Him. Hitler's idea was to disprove traditional religion by building up biological evolution. They are contradictory. Romans chapter 1 says, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks. 
but they became futile in their speculations and their futile heart was darkened professing to be wise they became fools God introduced himself through what he has made but man instead of recognizing that there is a God creator who created everything choose not to honor him and instead what? what happened to them? their hearts were foolish their hearts were darkened and professing to be wise what does God say? they became fools why? instead of honoring God they honored the creation instead of honoring the creator they, cre they worship the created being message this morning honor God our creator honor God our creator well what does it mean to honor somebody from Romans 1 21 and 22 honor in the Hebrew is kabod in the New Testament is this timaw what does it mean wait respect when you honor somebody you respect that person you give weight to what that person says the opposite of course would be dishonor shame or to take that person for granted not to care for that person or to become indifferent towards that person so if you say that I honor God for example in if we apply it to worship if you honor God Saturday you're already preparing for Sunday worship yes because you're giving importance to the person with whom you have this once a week appointment if you receive a memorandum from your one of your officers in the workplace and the memorandum says that the chairman and the CEO of your corporation wants to meet with you Monday morning at 8 a.m. sharp. What time will you arrive for that appointment? Huh? Before 8. Why? Because it is an important appointment with an important person. When it comes to worship, Pastor <laughs> Nomar, you know we live so far just half a mile and if we have to walk there we will be late guys if we say we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and we say we want to honor God we want to obey God we want to respect God shouldn't we be here early excited prepared to give to God Isa lang ang makikita ko maaga next week. Come on. If we say, we honor somebody, we will give them priority. Right? I'm not here to, you know, put a burden on you. I'm here to say, to share with you what the Bible says. To give respect, to give weight, to give importance. 
If we say we honor God, it means we will prioritize God. It means we will put God first. Why am I sharing this? Because our attitude towards something or someone will result in a certain action. What do I mean? Your belief, your understanding, your conviction about a certain thing. If you believe in evolution, then you will believe that life is an accident. You came here by chance. That there is no purpose in meaning because in Tagalog, what do you call chance? Chamba. Therefore, because there's no purpose, there's also no standard of morality. And then when there is no standard of morality, your values are relative. Therefore, all of the above will produce behavior. On the contrary, if you believe in creation, you believe that there is God and God created you and you were created for a purpose. You, God designed you for something. You have a purpose. Life has a meaning. Life has a purpose. Therefore, there are standards that the Creator has set for you and for me. And values are determined by the person who created me. And because I believe all of the above, it will translate in behavior. That's why we say, let your talk match your walk. You say you're a Christian. Therefore, according to the Word of God, there are certain actions that you should follow and that there are certain actions, behaviors, that you should not. Why? Because you go back up the chain. How can you honor God? I submit to you. You and I can honor God by our behavior. When people see us, they will see, Lord willing, something different by their behavior. You share, Remember, I shared with you before that you and I will be able to silence our critics by the behavior of our lives. Many times, they don't want to listen to our words because when they see our lives, there's a disconnect. But if they see that we are consistent with what we are trying to share in word and the consistency is there in our actions, the chances are we will be able to encourage them towards Christ-likeness. We will be able to encourage them to come to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as well. Your motivation, if your motivation is to honor God, Will God be pleased with you? Will God also honor you? Yes. Now, here is a man. His name is George Mueller. He established the Ashley Down Orphanage in Bristol, England. In his lifetime, he was able to care for 10,024 orphans. He also established 117 schools which offered Christian education to more than 120,000 children, many of them being orphans. How did this man put up all of these orphanages? Why did he put up all of these orphanages in schools? Can I tell you? His motive was to honor God. Huh? How? What do you mean? He put up these orphanages. He put up these schools with no money. 
just prayer and faith. So he prayed. There's no food. He prayed. What did God do? The baker knocks on his door the next day. I could not sleep like last night. So I decided to bake and to bake and to bake. And for some reason, I'm bringing all of this bread to you. Wow! They have bread. After a while, another knock comes on the door. The milkman, his carriage bringing all the milk breaks down in front of the orphanage. Yun. Pandikoko. So the milkman comes and he knocks. He says, you know, my, my carriage is broken. By the time I'm able to fix it, all the milk will be spoiled. Can I just give you the milk? He never told anyone about his financial needs and requirements. Yet, every need for the orphanage, every need for the school was met. Why? Because he wanted to honor God. He wanted to show people that nothing is impossible with God. Do you believe that George Mueller honored God? Yes. He honored God with his life. He brought many children to Christ. On the other hand, Sir Julian Huxley, the head of the UNESCO. You know UNESCO? Every time you see UNESCO, UNICEF, United Nations. Right? The head of UNESCO, one of the world's leading evolutionists, was asked in a television interview, why did the scientific community jump at Darwin's idea? You know Darwin? Darwinism? He is the father of evolution, right? It is his theory that man evolved. So this guy, Sir Julian Huxley. So pag may sir, British. Right? He's knighted. Why did you accept Darwin's theory? This is his reply. I suppose the reason why we live at the origin of species, which is Darwinism, was that the idea of God interfered with our sexual mores. That's his answer. On live TV, I suppose the reason why we live at the origin of the species was that the idea of God interfered with our sexual mores. Meaning to say, if I believe in God, I have to believe in the Bible, I have to believe in what the Bible says, therefore, it will affect my sexual interludes. It will affect my standards. So, rather than accept God and His standards, I will just choose Darwinism. That I evolved. You know, Carl Sagan, if you watch you know, all of these scientific uh, channels, he said this, in one of his most honest moments, admitted this. This evolution is still a statement of faith. If you really think about it, it really takes more faith to believe that you evolved out of something 
rather to believe that you are created by God. So in the whole book of Genesis, we're going to look at three recurring statements. First, then God said, after it's their kind, and it was good. Let's pray. God Almighty, thank you for your word. We can look to it, Lord. This is the standard by which your followers live by. And I pray that as we honor you with the preaching of your word, you will honor us by your presence, Lord God. Be pleased to speak to us and meet us at our every need and level. As I confess my inadequacy to preach your word apart from your Holy Spirit. Superintend what you have allowed me to prepare, Lord God, so that the glory goes to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The first, then God said. Then God said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. God said, let there be light, day 1. God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters to separate the waters from the water, day 2. God said, let the waters below, the heavens be gathered into one place, and the dry land appear. Genesis verse 1, verse 11. God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, day 3 na. Verse 14, God said, let there be the lights in the expanse of the heavens for the signs, seasons, days, and years. Day 4. God said, let the waters steam with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth. Day 5. Verse 24, God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind. God created man in his image. Day 6. Why is it important to know God said? Why? Psalm 33 verse 6 By the word of the Lord The heavens were made By the breath of His mouth All their host God said it I believe it That settles it for me How about verse 9 He spoke and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Who said all of these things? God said. When God said, it is the spoken word of God. Praise God that today we have the Bible, the written word of God. And that's why Matthew 24, 35 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but what? My words will not pass away. God said, God said, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Who said? When you're a little kid and your elder sibling will tell you, Mom says, you have to shower and we're going to eat now. Who said? Oh, diba? Who said? But when the parents will come, was God said God said wives submit to your husbands in everything and the wife must also respect the husband who said God said we have to establish that God said this who said that you must read your Bible not the pastor God said, why? Through His Word, you will know Him. 
If you want to honor God, you will read His Word. If you want to honor God, you will not only read His Word, you will obey what God is telling you to do. Amahina, brother. God, God created us. We are to honor God. What good is it if you and I keep on reading the Bible, but we're not willing to obey it? Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Sabi ko na, pastor will talk about money. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about what God says. God said, bring the whole tithe. Where? Into the storehouse. Why? So that your barns will be full. God said, if we teach something to you that is not based on the Bible, please, don't listen to us. That's why we show you the verses. Why? Because God said, His word is more important. Other churches, oh, they, oh com- the, the service is too long. So what do they do? They read one verse. And then spend the whole worship of 20 minutes speaking about God's Word. We're just defining things. And we're already eating up a lot of time. But if we want to honor God, if we want to know Him by His Word, we have to realize that we have to look at what He says. And He said, let there be light. Right? Who said? When He said, let there be light, what happened? There's light. Today, light. On, 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 on. But when there was yet nothing, God said, God created ex nihilo by the word of His mouth, by the breath of His mouth, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. Light includes the entire electromagnetic spectrum, not just the narrow band of color we see. All energy forms are accounted for from shortwave infrared, x-ray, gamma rays, ultraviolet rays, to long radio waves. Our concept of light is just that which we see. When it's dark, what do we say? No light. But is that necessarily the truth? The exact truth? No. Because light, that word light is so expansive. You go in front of this machine, all that, and then it comes out with the plate. An x-ray. Right? Can you see this? Can you see how beautiful this is? What is this? Can you see it? Can you appreciate this? What is that? Uh, Before there was nothing. And then, little by little, it appears. Some of you travel many distances to go to Carlsbad, to go to all of this. And then you see, what's that? Flowers, wow. (laughs) Right? What colors do you see? Different colors. What if God created us black and white? Boring now, boring. You know, when I was finishing up on this, I got in touch with Mike Salvador, our guitarist. He's partially colorblind. So I said, I, I asked him, 
yeah, were you born colorblind? I said, no, Pastor. I just noticed it around age 13 or 14. So what can you see? What don't you see? He said he cannot make out the different shades of blue. They're all the same to him. And he also cannot distinguish the different shades of green. For him, it's just brown. Imagine God created you, created me to appreciate His creation. Wow! Have you seen a rainbow? Oh, do you see that there's somebody there with a the flashlight? To show you the different colors? No, why? Because light, when it passes through a spectrum, a prism, it shows you the spectrum of the different colors. But to the human eye, you don't see anything. Right? But it's there. So when God said, let there be light, it was not just like the light bulbs. If you're not wowed by this, when He said, let there be light, look, the electro, e electromagnetic spectrum, etc., etc. It's complex. He said, let there be light. And it was light. Why? By the word of his mouth. He said it. And it came to be. Second word. After its or after their kind. Genesis 1.11 Then God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yield seed and fruit, trees on the earth bearing fruit after its, after their kind. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind. And trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves after their, their kind. And every winged bird after its kind. Then God said, let the earth bring forth creatures after their kind. Cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind. God made the beasts of the earth after their kind. And the cattle after their kind. And everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. I cannot reproduce a monkey. Nor am I an offspring of a monkey. But the evolutionists want us to believe that we came from monkeys. Sometimes I think I act like a monkey. But I'm not a monkey. I did not evolve from a monkey. I may act like a monkey. Some of you may say that I look like a monkey. But because God said, I am a created person, I am not. What would the scientists want us to believe? Why it is important to know this? After its kind. After its own kind. Because a monkey can only reproduce a monkey. A horse can only reproduce a horse. You cannot produce a horse from a monkey and vice versa. After its kind. In school, maybe you have seen this chart. Supposed to be all of these zoic zoic periods. That at a certain time, the mammoth and this and that. First, it started with the 
Archezoic period and it evolved to the Protozoic period and the Paleozoic period and the Mesozoic period and the Cenozoic period. They're compartmentalized. The problem with this is that in some archaeological diggings, all of these, all of the above, were found in the same place. But Darwinism and evolutionists want us to believe that you know, it evolved from a single cell involved to a complex human being. So this is what they want you to believe. Does it look like any of you? I hope not. Because if you say yes, do you believe that you came from a monkey? Yes? The problem with this, okay, the problem with their own theory, what's the word? After their kind. Man, human being, will only reproduce another human being. Right? After its kind. Okay. So, Ramaphiticus man. Yeah. Oh, do you look? I hope you don't look like him. Okay. What happened? This is how he is supposed to look like. Do you know how they discovered the picture? Now, these are the facts, okay? They discovered in a place of India. Okay? They made the discovery in a place in India. That was it. That was it. Some teeth. And the artist, from the teeth, drew this. Ah! Two inches from the jawbone, they were able to say that this is Raphiticus man. Ramaphiticus man. Maybe he is not as familiar to you as this man. Java. Java man. Krakatoa, east of Java. Those of us who are very old. Java rice. We want to put the chisuning to make the Java rice. But this man, he's supposed to be Java man. They found half a skull. And then sometime later, they found some teeth. Sometime later, they discovered some bones. The guy who discovered this, the French guy who had this idea about Jabaman. Oh, we found a piece of bone. This is connected to this bone. This is connected. These are his teeth, etc., etc. Finally, before he died, made a confession. All of those bones. Are from a giant gibbon. A gibbon is a giant monkey. It's a big monkey. Long arms. So from this, they said, oh, this is evolutionary. He's Java man. He just came from this. A gibbon. Another theory, Piltdown man. Piltdown man is called Piltdown because he was found in the city or in the location in England called Piltdown. Now, the Piltdown is a skull that they discovered, they think, millions of years ago. However, it was discovered that that skull, that discovery, was laced with iron salt to make it look old. And then the teeth was filled, filed to make it look old. Eventually, they themselves said this man is a hoax 
this evolutionary man is a hoax. It's not true. They want you to believe that you and I involved from a lower form of animals. From a big bang. Have you ever thought, who created the big bang? And then you evolved from a lower species and you became who you are today. How about this one? Nebraska man. The theory of the Nebraska man. How it was organized. They found the tooth. So no man. We have proof. They found the tooth. There's only one problem. That tooth was that of an extinct pig. Well, now we like to eat pig, but you know, they're saying this man came from a tooth and then it was discovered that it is a tooth of a pig. Peking man. Peking man was discovered by an artist draw from two molar teeth. Okay? Three years later, they found another tooth. And then, miles away, they found another piece and then another piece and then another piece they say your ancestors and mine are from Beijing some of you yes but not all of us Australopithecus in other words just Lucy they developed Lucy Lucy was found in Ethiopia in 1974 by a certain Donald Johnson they found a bunch of bones those bones were separated. They were not together. You see the thigh bone. They discovered the thigh bone was where? One and a half miles away from the site. Those bones were not really found together. They were just brought together. And ta-da! You have Lucy. But you and I, our children, are not allowed to discuss, not allowed to study Biblical creation. Why? Separation of church and state. You cannot study the Bible. You cannot study creation. So what do they teach your children? Evolution. Remember that guy Hitler? The guy who was able to kill 6 million Jews? Remember him? He tried to make a perfect man with all of their experiments trying to mess it up, trying to mess up God's creation. You know what he said? Let me control the textbooks and I will control the state. Our kids are being taught evolution. And Christendom is being silenced from teaching creation. That's why it is important. Number one, God said. Number two, He said and He created after their kind. Do you know that when God created Adam, He was a full-grown man. When God created all the animals, they were full-grown. So pastor, who came first? The chicken or the egg? You know the answer? You want to know the answer? The answer is yes. 
When God made Adam, he was full grown. When he took a bone out of Adam's rib and fashioned woman, she was full grown. But evolutionists want us to believe, oh, you evolved. In song, you used to have a tail. But after 45 million years, you began, you were able to walk upright. And now, you are homo sapiens. Now, you are a human being. It takes more faith to believe that than to believe that there is Creator God. Then God said, and He said, after its kind, lastly, it was good. God saw the night, the light was good. God called the dry land and the earth gathering of the waters. He called seas and God saw it was good. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants and trees and God saw it was good. And to govern the day and night and to separate the light from the darkness, God saw it was good. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves, every winged bird and God saw God made the beasts of the earth and their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God did not make mistakes. You may believe that you are a mistake. Maybe your parents told you that you are a mistake. God says you are not a mistake. You are created in His image and everything that God created is good. Do you believe it? What did God create? Giraffe. 15 feet high. Look at the long neck. Have you ever wondered how he sleeps? Yeah, he just closed his eyes. Now, the giraffe, his heart is 26 pounds. Okay? His blood pressure is 280 over 180. Why? Because the heart, that big 25-pound heart, has to pump body from the highest point of his head all the way down to his legs. So you need a big pump. Okay? 280 over 180. Right? His heartbeat is 170 times per minute. Double the heart rate of a human being. Right? Now, how does he drink water? Like this. You see how hard it is for the giraffe to drink water? Now your heart is beating 280 over 180. Right? And then you will go down about 12 feet to drink water. How many of you have experienced when you wake up in the morning, you suddenly rise from your bed, what happens? You have a rush. Right? But God designed it that when the giraffe will go down, certain blood vessels will shut off. It's like a check valve. Those of you who do practice a little plumbing, check valve. And then when he rises, he said again, those other check valves will reopen. Because if that, what will happen? All the brush will go to his head. And when your blood goes to the head, what will happen to you? A stroke. So every time the, one, the giraffe wants to drink, he will suffer a stroke. But no, God's design is good. God's design is perfect. 
the bombardier beetle bombardier you know why bombardier he's going to shoot you from the behind that is his defense mechanism when the bombardier beetle is disturbed he will shoot out a noxious combination of chemicals composed of let me see you have the hydrogen peroxide which we use right? there's a wound you want to clear it if you put it it will start to bubble right and then there's this other one the hydroquinine quinone quinine i'm not a doctor now if you put this hydrogen peroxide and the other one you mix them together it will explode so what will happen to the bombardier beetle he will die what good is his defense mechanism if his defense mechanism is to die so what will happen at the very end at the very tail before he will excrete these two chemicals there's an inhibitor so when he excretes it it will not he will not explode he will be able to put out this chemical to ward off those that are threatening him ah chamba that's what they want us to believe that it is by chance that you evolved out of a particle of dust you became a complex human being but what did God say thus says the Lord remember God said thus says the Lord who created the heavens and who created the heavens he is the God who formed the earth and made it he established it and did not create it into a waste place but formed it to be inhabited they are keeping on looking for life in other planets but God said when he created the earth he created it to be inhabited there are certain anthropic principles that we need to look at anthropic principles are precise and interdependent environmental conditions which are extremely fine-tuned so that it can support human life on earth what are some of these some of these anthropic principles the earth's rotational spin 1000 miles per hour can you feel it but the earth is spinning at 1000 miles per hour aside from that the earth is also spinning on its own axis around the sun 1000 miles per hour if it rotated slower on its axis all life would cease to exist either by freezing by night or by burning during the day you see the earth is even tilted it is not exactly parallel it's tilted that's why you have the season edwin season elaine season I'm seeing, I'm checking if you're awake. Now, the orbital speed of the planets, you see in the picture, they're all aligned. They don't bump into each other. They move at their own rate, at rotation, and they move on their own axis, you know, in a set distance from the sun. Now, what will happen? The Earth's orbital speed is 67,000 miles or 18 miles per second. If the Earth were to slow down to 6 miles per second, life would be burned up why to slow around the sun so you will feel the heat of the sun 
Okay? Now, if we speed it up to 40 miles per second instead of 18 miles per second, the Earth would slingshot outside its orbit. Okay? So all of these are anthropic principles. How about the distance and the size of the moon compared to the earth? If the moon were larger or closer, oceans would flood much of the low-lying coastal areas. Do you realize that the, the gravitational tension between the earth and the moon is that which determines the tide? High tide, low tide, tide, breeze, joy. It determines the tide. Now, here's another one. If it's too close, it will flood. If the moon were smaller or farther out, the tides would be too small to keep our harbors clean and replenished with oxygen, which is essential for the food chain. It has to be just right for us to be able to be sustained. How about this one? The distance between the sun and the earth. 93 million miles from the earth. Temperature of the sun's surface is estimated to be 11,500 degrees Fahrenheit. Give or take 1% in temperature would end life on earth. It would be either too hot or too cold. We don't pay attention to all of these anthropic principles, right? But can I share with you one anthropic principle we can all appreciate and value? Oxygen. Without oxygen, what will happen to us? Why? We need oxygen to sustain life. Let's do away with this 93 million miles, whatever the heat, whatever the rotation. How about oxygen? If God decides that, let me think about oxygen. What will happen to us? But God said in Isaiah 45, when I created the earth, I created it to be inhabited. It was good. Everything that God created was good. But He said this after He created Adam and Eve. In verse 31, God saw all that He had made. It was very good. He said this after He said this. Then God said, there you have it. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle and over all the earth and every living creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Do you know, friends, that only you and I are created in the image of God? An image is a reflection. God put His Spirit in us. We are able to think. We are able to have emotions. We are able to choose. We are able to worship. We are able to communicate. We are able to distinguish between what is right and what is wrong. 
animals just live based on instinct but God made us in his image we are supposed to be a reflection of Christ there was this story of this young orphan this man saw him in the streets and I said boy come with me this beggar this street kid had basically nothing he was barefoot tattered rags as clothes come he bought him brought him to the shoe store he bought him a pair of shoes do you have anything else to wear no come he brought him to the department store he brought clothes have you anything to eat no come he brought him to the restaurant they had the meal where do you live oh i just live in the streets okay from now on you will be with me the little boy asked sir are you jesus the only thing that this little boy could understand about who in the world will pay attention to him to give him the time of day to buy him a pair of shoes to buy him clothes to feed him and to take him as his own sir could you be jesus god wants us to reflect his glory he made us in his image so that we could get to know him through his word to honor him by obeying his word to honor him by being his reflection on this earth the last line male and female he created them oh even that is being debated in the united states supreme court today that marriage between a man and another man or a woman and another woman why you're not supposed to teach that that is against my civil right but what does the bible say and god created them male and female he created them and not only did god create man in his image he gave man his marching orders god blessed them he blessed adam and eve and said to them what be fruitful and multiply fill the earth subdue it and rule over the fish over the sea of the birds of the sky over every living thing that moves on the earth god put man on this earth to rule the earth to subdue it to fill it to take care of god's creation but what is man able to do now ah, 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 ah. epa you cannot do that i shared with you before if you break the egg of a bald eagle you crack it because it is a protected species one thousand five hundred dollars penalty okay does anybody make an uproar about the number 
of pregnancies that are being aborted. You see how man has messed up? You see how messed up this world is? Because people do not want to recognize that there is a Creator God. And even if they recognize that there is a Creator God, they do not honor Him because they don't want to obey Him. Yeah, okay, God, you're there. But this is my life, so let me live it my way. That's not what God intended. That's not what God designed us for. So people are looking for all of these things when the truth of the matter is God set eternity in the heart of man. So man is trying to look for all of these things that will satisfy that void. But it is only Jesus who will fill that void. Because when sin entered the world, and we'll discuss it in the future, when sin entered the world, everything got messed up. Everything got messed up. And that's why God said, if anyone is in Christ, he's what? A new creation. The original creation is messed up by sin. So God had to fix it. And the solution, the fix, is Jesus Christ. If anyone be in Christ, he is what? A new creation. Behold, all things have gone. New things let us stop playing around with God and Christianity and saying, I'm a Christian because I prayed the prayer. My friends, the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. For us to call ourselves followers of the Lord Jesus Christ means there is newness of life. There is a new creation. There is a new you. Not the old pattern of your old way of life, but newness in Christ. Ever changing from glory to glory, being renewed every day. That's what Christianity is all about. That's why in Romans 8.29, for those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the what? To the image of His Son. Because God created us in His image. But man messed up. And God is giving us a time to correct it through and only through Jesus Christ. That's where the discipleship group comes in to help us. Brother, sister, that's not so Christ-like. God wants you to be conformed to the image of His Son. You have to address that with God. If you need my help, I'm here to help you. I'm not here to police you. I'm here to help you. Because I myself need your help as well. I need to conform to the image and likeness of His Son. Are you new in Christ this morning? Do you believe what God says about you? That you and I are separated from Him because of sin. That none of our works, none of our religiosity will be able to pay for the penalty of those sins. And that it is only Jesus Christ who came from heaven to take the form of a human being, to take the penalty of your sin and mine and pay for it completely on the cross so that you and I 
could have newness of life in him. You want to honor God, our Creator? I submit to you the best way to honor God as our Creator is to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior and to live a life that is pleasing and honoring to Him. Let's pray. I don't know where you are in your spiritual journey. And I don't need to know. But God knows. And in the stillness of your soul, in the quietness of this place, if you will allow the Holy Spirit to move, Will you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you? Maybe you're here this morning and all this while you thought you're a Christian, you thought you're a follower of Jesus Christ. But the truth is, you just prayed the prayer. Is it in time that you give up control of your life and surrender that to Jesus and allow Him to mold you, to make you in the to be the kind of Christian that He wants you to be? Perhaps you're here this morning and you never even have come to that point in your life yet. And you're, you think that because your parents are Christian that automatically by osmosis you're also a Christian. My friend, each and every one of us has their own sins to settle with God. And the only person who will settle that for you is Jesus Christ. Because in Him and only in Him can you be made new. If you want to trust in Jesus Christ this morning as your Lord and Savior, and you want to ask Him to renew you, then by faith, accept Him and express to Him your desire by a prayer. And just say, Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm separated from You because of my sin. And I acknowledge that only You died on the cross to pay for everything, every sin that I've committed. By faith, I open the door of my heart and invite You to come into my life to be my personal Lord and Savior. Jesus, I hold You to Your promise that you will make me new. I want to turn away from my life of sin. I want to live a life that will honor you. Friend, if you pray that prayer, trusting the promise of God at His word, believe that Jesus is in you and He will begin to change your life. And if you're here, and you're in the borderline of following Jesus and not following Jesus or following Him only at your good pleasure, will you, between you and God, just make a commitment to honor God by following whatever He says, even if it hurts. Speak to God. Use your own words.
God Almighty, Elohim, the one who created us, we honor you this morning. We recommit our lives to you and we declare that we will honor you. We will glorify you. We will give you first place in our lives. Be pleased, Lord God, and to supply what we need through the empowerment of your Holy Spirit that we might be able to fulfill our promise to you this morning. God, use us to be a reflection of your Son, Jesus Christ, to this darkened and lost world that we may bring the light of Jesus into the darkness that pervades the situation until your soon and coming return. We give you back the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God.